Thank you for downloading a sermon from the Chapel of the Cross. The Chapel of the Cross is a welcoming, growing, and historic Episcopal Church in Madison, Mississippi. I hope you will join us on Sundays for worship at 7.30 a.m., 8.45 a.m., 11 a.m., and 5 p.m., with Sunday school for all ages at 10 a.m. I also invite you to connect with the chapel online at chapelofthecrossms.org. Again, thank you for downloading this sermon. We pray it will enrich your walk with Christ. God bless you, and we look forward to welcoming you and your family to the Chapel of the Cross. So Jesus asked the twelve, Do you also wish to go away? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom can we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. I speak to you in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. So we moved out of our house this past week. It was a good time. I wish you all could have been there. No, really, to help me, I wish you all could have been there. This past Monday, a 16-foot pod, and pods are the greatest thing since sliced bread. It was delivered to our doorstep on Monday afternoon, and then 45 minutes later, three wonderful, hard-working, spirit-filled movers came and helped us stack that pod from wall to wall, from top to bottom, with all of, or most of our possessions. And it only took them about an hour and a half. I was quite impressed. So then a couple days later, on Wednesday, someone came and picked up our pod and took it to the pod's storage center, which is somewhere in central Mississippi. So somewhere in central Mississippi, all of our livelihood, all of our Possessions and belongings are being held in storage. I think it is somewhere in Rankin County if I had to narrow it down. So as I said, moving is just a good time. When was the last time you heard someone say, you know what I really enjoy doing? The opportunity doesn't present itself that often, but when it does, it always relaxes me. You know, I kick up my feet and enjoy myself. You know, it just really takes off all the stress. Moving. Moving. Moving is just always a good time. No, you've never heard anyone say that because moving is the complete opposite of all those things. It is stressful. You have to do all of this planning. All these parts have to come together. So moving is no fun at all. It is not relaxing. It is not a time to prop up your feet. So this would be the third move that I have made. And uh, I have come to a theological conclusion. And as your priest and pastor, I thought I would share this breakthrough that I had with you all. The breakthrough I had was, uh, or is this, that we tend to think of Hades as eternal fire or eternal flames, but that is not Hades at all. Hades is eternal moving. Hades is picking up Home Depot boxes and piling them in your car and thinking, wow, this is, a, this is a great load I'm about to take to storage. And then when you drop it off and come back home, you look around and you think, that didn't even put a dent in anything. 
In fact, it looks like there's more stuff here now than there was when I left. So moving is not fun at all. And it reminds me of our Old Testament reading today in which we find the Israelites, God's chosen people, they have been on the move, they have been wandering around, they have been unsettled for 40 years now. As you recall, they were brought up out of the land of Egypt, delivered from the Red Sea, from Pharaoh's army, from Pharaoh's hand, and so they were delivered from the bondage of slavery. And then what did they do? They wandered around in the wilderness for 40 years. And now finally, our Old Testament reading has them on the very cusp, the verge, just across the river Jordan from that land that was promised to their forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So all of their wandering is coming to a close. All of their wandering around in the wilderness is coming to an end. But before it does, Joshua gets together the 12 tribes of Israel who will be splitting up the promised land. And he tells them, all right, we've been wandering around for 40 years and it really has not gone that well. We have made God angry quite a few times. So let's get this right. So he presents them with a choice. Who are you going to serve? Choose this day. That is what Joshua tells these Israelites before they go into the promised land because they have to get it right. Serve either the God of Israel who has been with us even when we have gotten it completely wrong, who has been with us in Egypt, our ancestors in Egypt, who has been with us in our wandering through the wilderness. Serve the Lord your God, Israel. Or you can choose to serve these false gods, the, uh, the gods that your ancestors served in Egypt, or the gods of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites, the gods of all of these nations that we have just conquered. So he presents them with a choice. Choose now who you will serve. And then he gives that famous quote from Scripture that you may find etched on a pillow or cross-stitched on a wall in a home. He says, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. And those Israelites that day, they said, to whom else shall we go? Far be it from us to forsake the Lord our God, who delivered us out of the hands of the Egyptians and who has been with us throughout these 40 years. Far be it from us to forsake the Lord our God. That day, the Israelites chose God. And in much the same fashion, our gospel lesson today finds Jesus teaching. Jesus is teaching the disciples, not just the twelve, but a larger group of followers who have been with him throughout his ministry in Galilee. And he is teaching them about what he did when he multiplied the five loaves and the two fish. He's teaching them the meaning of that. He says, eat of me, partake of my flesh, and you will live forever. I'm the bread that came down from heaven. Not like that bread that your ancestors ate and died. I'm the bread that will enable you to live. And a lot of those disciples are sitting there and they're grumbling among themselves, and they are apt to do, and they say, we cannot accept this teaching. And so what do they do? They quit following him. They turn away from following Jesus. So Jesus turns to his 12 disciples, his intimate friends, and says, do you also wish to go away? And Peter stands up. And whenever Peter speaks, he's either going to get it awfully right or he's going to get it awfully wrong. 
In our gospel lesson today, Peter gets it awfully right. And he says, to whom else can we go? You are the Holy One of God. You have the words of eternal life. This is what Peter says. And he gets it awfully right. And what he is saying, he is not saying that Jesus is the only option. This is not an exclamation of despair, but of hope. Peter is saying there's nothing else out there, Lord. You are the one. You're the Messiah. You're the one that has come from God. You have the keys to our salvation. And so that day, Peter and the disciples, they too, like the Israelites, chose God. Back this summer when I did a camp session, one of the, uh, the nights at camp, we lit a fire, which meant it went from 90 degrees to 110 degrees. But it was a lot of fun. We had s'mores, and all of the uh, children came together. And, of course, if you have a good blazing fire, then you need a guitar. And so one of the permanent staff members who was in charge of music got his guitar out and was playing a bunch of camp songs. And he turned to me and he said, Well, what's your favorite camp song? And I thought for just a couple of seconds. And I said, Sit next to me. It's written by the Reverend Patrick Sanders, who is the rector of St. Peter's by the Sea Episcopal Church in Gulfport. Sit next to me. And so we sang that song, and it had been years upon years since I had last heard it. And I was reminded as we sang that song of today's gospel lesson, to whom else shall we go? Like Peter questioning, Lord, who else is out there? Who else should we go to? That's the way I felt when we sang this camp song, sitting next to me, because the words go like this. Lord, my path is darkened. Please help me light my way. I'll never ask for another favor if you'll just get me through today. And then Jesus responds, Come here and sit next to me. Come and tell me your troubles one by one. And I'll be here until the sun will rise again or until your day is done. Come and share with me and I'll hold you till your story's through. Because it's all right to be lonely. It's all right to be blue. In our troubles in our cares, in our burdens which weigh us down, Jesus bids us, come, sit next to me. There is no one else you should go to or that you can go to. Jesus says, come to me. Come to me and tell me your troubles. Jesus, the bread of life who has come down from heaven. Jesus is our hope. Jesus is our rock and our comfort. And Jesus is our stay. He knows us intimately. He knows us intimately. He knows the number of hairs on our head. So intimately does He know us that He calls us by name in our darkest hours because He knows us intimately. And the changes and the chances of this life in the wandering around in the wildernesses of our lives, the one thing that is constant, the one thing that is always there, is our Lord Jesus Christ. Our Lord does not abandon us. Our Lord does not go away, but is closer than the next breath. It is Jesus who bids us, come sit next to me. It is Jesus who bids us from all of our wanderings to come home. To whom else should we go? Go to Jesus.
Amen.